0: Hello, my name is Larry Dobrow. I am the editor-in-chief of MM&M, and I'm thrilled to be hosting a podcast today with Helio, um, kind of a birthday-slash-anniversary podcast commemorating Helio's 10th year. I am happy to be joined by John Carter, who is the chief operating officer, and Joan-Marie Stiglich, who is the chief content officer. Joan and John, thanks so much for joining us here today.
1: Thanks for having us. Thanks, Larry. Great to be here.
0: All right. Here's something. Uh, let's Let's start with semantics you know, 10 years. Is this an anniversary? Is it a birthday? Is it some combination of the two? Uh, what? How are we uh, How are we anointing this one?
1: <laughs> it is the 10th anniversary of the birth of Helio. And, there you uh, go. Okay. It's going to be a year-long party, Larry.
0: <laughs> I saw what you did there, John. Excellent and very skilled. <laughs> so yeah, you know what? Let, let's start right at the beginning. And uh, John, I guess it's is a question for you. Um, tell me a little bit about Helio's origins. Um, where, where did Helio come from? What's the uh, superhero origin story?
1: Sure, we're we're 10 years old in April, but um, definitely started before that, and it's been a, a fun evolution rather than a revolutionary turning point, and it all relates back to, to our history as uh, one of the we think one of the traditional print publishers who successfully made the leap to a digital and omni-channel platform. So. A couple key points along the way are uh, the change from shovelware to daily news coverage. We made the commitment to be digital first, long before the birth of Helio. And um, it kind of evolved, as I said, from us looking at our dozens of websites, dozens of individual websites, and starting to say, let's put all our specialty content, all of our ophthalmology content into our OSN super site. And a few years of experience with that and some research gave us the courage that combining combining all of our assets into one unified platform would be a successful model for the company, uh, but more importantly, for our users and our customers. So um, it took a while to do that, to build that. But in April of, of uh, 2012, we gave birth to our Helio platform.
0: Helio as we know it today, right?
1: As we know it today.
0: Joan, um, what were some of the challenges that came in what John just described, merging all of the existing sites together?
2: So we had about 83 existing websites. And so we took that and mapped out a plan to bolster some of the core specialties and also add new specialties. And we had a pre-launch and post-launch plan for that. But we very much had to resist the urge to boil the ocean because obviously there's many, many medical specialties. And that's what Helio and Slack has been traditionally. But when we did that, we didn't want to sacrifice that personalized content that the physicians had known and loved in the individual websites. So that really, um, you know, we have to be very cautious of that, but excited about expanding. Um, for the content group, which includes myself, um, we really had to infuse into our DNA kind of a Helio first mentality. John used the term shovelware really for many of those websites. Pre-Helio, it was putting print content onto the website and maybe a little bit extra. Helio was really a transition for us to be Helio first and really think about ourselves as a daily news site. Um, we had to shed that print-centric approach, and that was really, really hard. I mean, that was especially for folks like me that had been around for a while already. We had to learn to be more comfortable with new content types and not just news items. And we had to learn about new data tools, data to be able to inform you on writing better content and and being able to see transparently what your physician audience is interested in really is the, the coin of the realm. And it really has been an opportunity just recently in the last couple of years, we saw that primary care physicians and an OBGYN audience came to us organically. And because we saw that through the data, that gave us an opportunity to 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 create content u- unique and exclusive to them. So really just being able to be stopped, Thinking every single day like journalists, because a lot of us are journalists at heart. But be able to understand our audience um, through data has really been a, a fun fun process.
1: Joan mentioned uh, that at the start we we kind of mapped things out. We looked at where we had content strength and depth, and where we didn't, and talked about what it would make sense for what what would make sense for a platform like Helio to be uh, relevant to a larger audience and. It's kind of remarkable to look back 10 years and say, we we still are following that road map. So I think we started with seven or eight key specialties. We're now at 21 and growing. It's about as wide as Helio needs to get. But uh, the focus now is on going deeper and deeper with each of those specialty audiences and building those communities.
0: Um, I think both of you have touched on this in your answers to the first two questions. But Joan, um, what do you think, in your mind, distinguished Helio? What made it different from all of the other existing medical web platforms. And, you know, certainly uh, they continue to proliferate to this day.
2: Thanks for asking, because we're super proud of what we do. You know, we really see ourselves as serving individual specialty communities, so each individual silo of, of specialty positions. And we we brag to ourselves about how everything we do is really rooted in this little tiny location in thoroughfare, New Jersey. We, you know, we're super proud of our David versus Goliath mindset. It's really, what got us from the traditional print publisher to an omni-channel platform, you know, what's us against everyone else. And we do it because, you know, we feel like we serve a physician audience. And we do that because we know them so well. And, you know, as the person that kind of oversees the news group, I I brag a lot about how if you write cardiology, that's all you write. And you write it for the majority of your career. And, you don't know, the next day, write urology and next day, oncology. So that allows... Those individuals who are the most impactful, they're the face of the Helio brand, when they're talking to a physician, to know that KOL asks about what do they need from us to provide great content. They go to the meetings, they visit the doctors at their practices. And that interpersonal relationship with our audience, I really think distinguishes us from others. And I think that's our our, our special difference.
1: Joan, staff does a great job, um, even with large stories that cross over specialties, interpreting those stories for the individual specialty community. So even something as big as COVID, um, that wasn't one story going to 21 specialties. That was how does this uh, this aspect of COVID affect you as a rheumatologist or you as an oncologist? And uh, that's part of that special sauce for Helio.
0: Here's a question. Let's go back a little and It's something which you know, I've written about Helio. I've interviewed people at Helio many times over, and I've never thought to ask this. Where'd the name come from? <laughs> so who, how, how did you come up with it? It's actually, a, it's a
1: pretty great name. Yeah, that that's a fun one. Um, throughout a year and a half of development, Helio was gonna be Medical Matrix, which was uh, an early Slack uh, paid subscription site that peer reviewed medical websites. And uh, we owned the trademark to it, but had lost the URL. And right down to the wire, we were trying to acquire that URL Um, and and couldn't. Um, It belonged to uh, a widow of a gentleman who had planned to build a site called Helio, and she just didn't want to, or called Medical Matrix, and she just didn't want to part with it. So we frantically set some criteria. It's got to be a .com uh, extension. It's got to be six letters or less. It's got to resonate for healthcare, and it's got to be memorable. And And
2: available.
1: (laughs) uh, Available. (laughs) That's
2: kind of an important one.
1: (laughs) It it was kind of fun, there were lists of names hanging on the walls and employees could go by and staff could go by and check the ones they liked or add a comment and we hated them all. And uh, finally, I went in Peter Slack's office and said, Pete, we got to go. And he said, well, what was that one that wasn't terribly awful and I ran to my office and pulled a sheet of names out of the trash can and we were Helio. You know, I, I kind of expected this answer to have some big
0: like eureka moment where you know everybody was sitting around and writing names, and then all of a sudden, blam, you know, here, here it is. It's as if delivered. But uh it's actually a better story that way, I think.
1: Yeah, and uh it's been a it's been a fun journey to get people to stop saying what's Helio and start saying uh Helio does this well, or I really like this on Helio, and and we think we've we've made that uh that leap.
0: This is another question that dates back a little bit, John, but on um, the Strong print publication brands that ultimately went into Helio. How did you incorporate them? Was that a was that a challenge? Was that something that almost was naturally dictated by the flow of information from the analog world to the digital one, or maybe some combination of two?
1: Yeah, it was a huge challenge, Larry. And um, when you think of it, we had to we had these huge, these strong brands, these terrific brands that we'd invested decades and, and a lot of effort into growing. Many of them were the number one publications in their markets and to put that at risk and migrate a usership and a customer base to embrace helio is a big challenge and we did it carefully i can't say we did it scientifically but it was a migration of uh, introducing the helio brand driving the helio brand equating the helio brand for the audience that knew the print brand across all those specialties that we were in and then over time the Helio brand grew larger and larger. The print brands grew smaller and smaller online. And in print, we introduced the Helio brand on the covers and throughout the print issues. So we had to get the, that, those our audiences to equate Helio with the brands they'd known and trusted for years. And today, again, we're hearing people refer to us as Helio rather than the print brands. That was a big turning point. Um, so it's been, a, it's been an evolution and a careful and tricky one, but we're, we're trying our best.
0: Uh, this is a question for both of you. but ph- philosophically, how tough was it to make that switch? I mean you were one thing. and while you knew what you were going to become, you know, getting there is still, you know it's it's still a challenge. you know were were there conversations? Was it laid out in a five year plan? or was it basically, you know, you reacted to the market conditions as they arose?
2: It was a combination of both, I guess. Right. I mean, there was very strong feelings on both ends. and and it was definitely a old guard versus new guard some days, and it was certainly a gut check, you know, how big should the logo of Helio be compared to cardiology today as an example, so there was a lot of those type of things, Um, and so, and, you know, we would, you know, move forward and retreat a little bit, Um, certainly there was tremendous amount of opportunities given that physicians get a print publication in many specialties that are, that's branded by us to be able to introduce the Helio brand, so it's, it was a little bit of both.
1: Yeah, I I would say definitely there were, it was an ongoing discussion, Larry, an ongoing and active discussion for many years. And and frankly, we saw some other folks try to bring assets together into platforms. And if you don't make the commitment to do that, you're going to fail. And we saw that happen elsewhere. So there was a commitment to Helio from the beginning. I will say that as things evolved, there was a date and time, I can't pinpoint that, where we just said, we have to be all in, we have to be Helio or it's not going to work. And we did. And that took courage. And when you think about uh, uh, Peter Slack's role in this, I mean, there's the guy who the company was named after his family for generations. And he had the courage and commitment to say, yeah, we're Helio now. And the company name actually changed from Slack Incorporated to Helio. So uh, I think that uh, says something about commitment.
0: Joan, uh, how were some of these changes? How were all of these changes really received by Helio's audiences?
2: Yeah, uh, no, um, Very well. We we observe very regularly, almost on a daily basis, our active user base. And we've been seeing our active user base, which are positions in the US with NPI, grow year after year. I think what really gets me most excited about knowing that my audience has, has accepted Helio and trusts them is that we have positions that bring us great ideas, stories, products, because they know and trust Helio. Um honestly. Um, the majority of our new offers offerings are because a physician knows and loves Helio and approached us because they wanted to co create something with us. I think that's the greatest testament to our connection with the audience, and um, you know, not to be pokey, but that was, that's kind of what inspires us to to do better. Mm-hmm.
0: John, same question, but for uh, Helio's customer base, um, what were some of the initial things you heard? Um, what are some of the things you hear now?
1: Yeah, we we took. Uh great pains to involve our customers even before the launch of helio so they were part of the discussion about what works or what doesn't work from a medical website from a platform like helio so um, baked into helio from the beginning were uh, our customers needs our customers wishes and we continued to work with them throughout Uh, hopefully we were um, we were good partners when issues like ad fraud first became a topic when viewability became a topic and throughout our customers are involved in Helio. So the reception's uh, been positive throughout. Um, our performance uh, has been good and customers note that. Um, we won an award last year for our ability to communicate data. So um, it, it's always a balance of giving your audience what they need so that it delivers for your customers and working with your customers to make sure you're meeting their needs and delivering a, a great value prop. So. Um, we've had great customer reaction throughout and we continue to build clients today.
0: John, were, were there some client comments? Were there one or two things along the way that maybe, I don't want to say steered Helio in a different direction, but you know maybe made you consider something that initially you hadn't really thought of?
1: Yeah, early on, I think it was things like standardizing ad units and standardizing ad packages and so forth. Um, today, uh, Joan's team, along with Christine Martinik's team, built a fantastic contextual product we call editorial features that's growing by hundreds of percent over the last few years. And that was totally customer generated. That was totally a response to customers saying they were looking for opportunities like that. So we always have our ear uh, to the ground to make sure we're in tune with our customers and all great ideas are welcome when we try to react and produce for them.
2: Yeah, and I would add the the podcast franchise has also been a, a reaction to um, customers being interested in finding other ways to reach their target audience. And podcasts, what, what was used to be, you know, existed for a while, and then it stopped being popular. and Now it's wildly popular. You know, we we dove into that a couple of years ago, um, and it, they've it's just been another opportunity to to give great content to physicians and, and serve customer needs.
0: Joan, as a journalist, um, you know we can probably have a long conversation about this offline. <laughs> but as a journalist, how tough was it to get into that mentality of like, all right, I'm going to tell the story here, I'm going to tell the story here, I'm going to tell it through video, I'm going to tell it through audio, and everything else. Um, Helio seems to have done that extremely gracefully. Was there a secret sauce? Was there something that you learned early on that helped guide some of those decisions?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we had a lot of us have to lose the idea that if I put it up on the website one time, everybody in the world is going to read it from word one to the last word, and so that's to to break that mentality. It, it's difficult, especially when you you know you're, you pride yourself in every word. Um, but we again, listening to the physicians, we we understood that they were consuming content in a much different way. Socials, another example. So you know, there is certainly a segment of the physician audience that you know spend time and. Interact with content on social. Just recently, we've been hearing that people are moving to Instagram, so we, you know, ro- have a more robust Instagram account. So it's really just being able to say, I've created this great content one time. How else can I get it to the audience? Um, and, and you know, using podcasts as an example. So we, we audio, you know, we record a podcast and then we, we write an article about it and then we put it on social and we create webinars as a result from the podcast. So it's really just being able to be agile in in the dissemination. So it, it, it's, a, it's a transition. It's been a transition.
1: I think early on, um, we started to say we're going to create great content and we're going to give it to our users in whatever format they want to receive it, whether that's print, digital, podcast or uh, something else. We'll be there.
2: Also kind of learning the right length. I mean, you know, we talk about podcasts, you know, there was, we, we would talk when we first created a um, podcast, we talked to the gentleman who created NPR podcasts. So like that, we went to somebody that's brilliant and said, you know, what's the right length? And even he didn't have a great answer because he's like, create great content and they'll consume it. And so, you know, it, it, it's been a lot of experimentation and a lot of the data has informed our decisions in the last couple of years.
0: Which leads me actually into my last question. Uh, I'd love to get it from both of you, but Joan, you can kick it off. What's next? Um, we're having this conversation again a year from now, five years from now. What are what are some of the uh, things that you have your eye on in
2: the future? Yeah, sure. Um, one of the great things is we're back on the road in a very meaningful way. So we're going back to the live meetings. Luckily, our Helio Live family of meetings continued on. We were one of the, the few medical meetings that continued on. Um, but now that we're being able to get back on the road and talk to physicians, it's been very exciting. We, we, were, we had to almost pivot overnight to go from seeing these physicians at, at meetings to now doing them from Zoom calls. They've gotten very comfortable in working with us in that format. But it, we are definitely been energized in, in being at some at AOS as an example in the orthopedic space, being able to energized to be able to see them live and that organic uh creative process of creating content talking face-to-face with a position we already have some great examples that just happened last week obviously it's our 10th anniversary um, we're going to be launching a fun and interactive website in the next few weeks that will be you know really focused on positions and customers you'll see our history and be able to give us great feedback for kind of the next 10 years um building upon our recent success of our launch of word doc which was our medical wordle. Um, we, we launched that a couple of weeks ago. It's another great story. We, John Carter, came to me and he said, "Oh, this great this physician who we know very well. He's in the gastroenterology space. He was lamenting on social media how uh, he didn't get the wordle word, even though it was ulcer. You know, so a gastroenterologist that didn't get the word ulcer. And it really sparked an idea that we should really create one ourselves that's really focused on medical words. From that meeting where John grew a few of us to go into a room and talk about it. We launched in three weeks. I mean, that's pretty, you know, not everything is that successful. And you, we have a tremendous amount of new and reactivated active users that have come to the website as a result of it, and that we're able to deliver great stuff. So building on that, we also just recently launched something called Helio Special Reports, which are, you know, we, we pride ourselves in new CME and education. These are singularly focused, digestible practical tools. We recently launched one, our first one on vaccine hesitancy and how you speak to a patient about vaccine hesitancy. The one that launches in two weeks is about kind of a spring cleaning checklist on financial mistakes physicians often make. So we're trying to be super practical. Um, So all of those new tools that we've been creating, again, very data-based in terms of our decision-making, you know, we're able to see and and we're going to build on kind of a more, a larger family of tools, I think is the best way to put it been your podcast franchise. And I guess the most exciting thing is, I can't say too much about it, but in the next couple of months, we're going to be launching a brand new channel on Helio. So we're going to expand our offerings from CME and education and news to a new channel that you'll be hearing about very soon.
0: Well, we're going to have to update on that, <laughs> whether here or elsewhere when you do. Uh, <laughs>
2: we will love to talk about it very soon.
0: <laughs> John, from your perspective, uh, what, what's next? What are some of the things you have your eye on?
1: Well, as Joan just told you, Larry, we're, we're going to stay busy. Um, I tell, I'll tell you what, I'll add some new models coming for our custom clients, some new models coming for our uh, CME clients in Helio CME as well. We've migrated all our um, old models over to the new platform of Helio that launched last year. So they'll be rolling out and we're seeing better results from those new uh, newly reconfigured models. So that's exciting. But I'll tell you what won't change is the commitment to our specialty communities. We're doubling down on that to make sure that we're driving some of those new um, new specialties that we've launched in the past, last few years through to truly being uh, in the Helio embrace. And uh, our commitment to our customers as well won't change. We're always listening, always uh, seeing what we can do to improve our value prop to them.
0: John, Joan, thank you so much for joining me here today. And um, John, as you put it earlier, happy anniversary of birth to uh, Helio and to everybody at it. Uh, It's uh, really enjoyed this conversation.
1: Thanks, Larry. Come on down and enjoy the party with us.
0: All right, will do. For the MMM Podcast, this is Larry Dobrow. Many thanks to John and Joan from Helio. And we will talk to you again soon. Be well.